Matthew chapter 5. Um, and we'll be in here um, this week and next week, these next two verses. And we'll take a break from this. And I feel what um, as we go into the Easter time, the Easter season, um, we'll talk about um, the crucifixion and leading up to the events of of Jesus Christ being crucified and his resurrection as we go into that. But right now, um, we'll get into this time in Matthew and and verse 13. And this is the only verse we'll, we'll cover today. And I want to dive right into it, get into it, learn about it, think about it, um, ask God to tell us things about it. Um, I feel like when we when we slow things down in scripture, um, many times we want to I mean read scripture very, very quickly. Um, sometimes we, we get into habits of um, even doing something as like uh, read the Bible in one year, which I think it's really good. You know, start from early on the Bible reading plan. I think those are great. But I think sometimes I, I've even been in the habit of like, hey, I'm reading it as quickly as possible to kind of get it through. Um, when in reality, maybe we could take a little more time. Uh, my philosophy is like, take a little more time. It might take you more time to read the Bible. But if you really study the words of what it is, um, it will resound out to you. You'll get more value out of it. Um, you'll learn more through it. And so we'll be in parts of the Bible um, for very, very long parts of time. Um, and because I want us to really permeate and understand, um, well, that word to permeate in us and for us to really understand what that means. And so, um, uh, pray for me too, as, as well. I'm a little congested from the allergies the last couple of days. I, I think it's the pollen. Um, but well, who knows what it is? Um, but let's read the verse. It says verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Since you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how how shall its saltiness be restored? Um, when we started getting into Matthew, and I always want to catch people up to speed, is you know this is Jesus' first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, where he's basically introducing the culture, introducing to people what it means to have a real life in Christianity or a real life in Christ. And so, you know, we get into the part where we've read the last four weeks on blessed are these and blessed are the, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. And when we talk about poor in spirit, it's referring to a spiritual dependency on God, meaning everything about us. We're we're really we're impoverished. We're poverty. We're in poverty without Jesus. And we need his spirit to come. Um, Blessed are those who mourn. We mourn over our sin. We mourn because we can't do it without God. Um, Blessed are the merciful for they shall see God and, and it's us being merciful to other people and and blessed are the pure in heart having a heart that has good intentions and a heart that is wanting to do what what is right and then last week um, my wife she spoke and she talked about blessed are the peacemakers and and people that are wanting to bring peace to society and and then it says and then finally Jesus said blessed are those when people persecute you and those that are persecuted and and he talks about everything into Christianity is can be summed up in these verses here, everything from being spiritually dependent on God to being ridiculed by God, by people who don't like God, to being a, a person in a church that 
is merciful. So I look at this verse and we go into this part of scripture. And I think this is what God is speaking to Christians and the church in general. Um, the church not necessarily being vibe, but the church in general. So it says, you are the salt of the earth. Um, and I think that, that that's where where God is really trying to make us understand this analogy. So I, I brought here, um, since this is my home, I didn't have to go too far. But I brought here two examples of, of salt. I have these little salt packets that we probably got from what knows where we went to eat this week and they gave us some salt packets and our table salt and i i'm gonna put these here as an illustration as well um but i i we use salt for many different purposes and in the ancient world many years ago as people are understanding and listening to jesus and they're hearing him say this for them salt was something that was valuable um, even so that it was used, um, used as currency. And this is even where we get the word salary com- comes from. You know, it's, it was, it was such a valuable possession that someone could trade for it. Um, because they knew that, that salt was something that, that had value, that, that there was a monetary gain when someone had salt and had the possession of salt. And so when Jesus is saying you are the salt of the earth, he's meaning you're, you're a valuable possession. You're something that is that is of value that you, you can't put a price on you. There's something important about you. And if you've never heard that before or maybe you've heard it a million times, I want you to hear it again because I want us to understand that over and over again. We are valuable that there's a Jesus died for us, that there is someone um, who loves us even when we sin, even when we mess up. We are still set apart by Jesus and God. Jesus still loves us. He still cares about us. And and we are his possession. And so salt, he says, when you are the salt of the earth, that means you are something that's value and precious to me on this earth. You are of value. You're not just anything, any other item. You are what I have created for this earth. And, and, and Jesus is saying to this is that, you know, man, even like we think about words like salary, which is can be com- um, think about compensation, think about money. Um, you know, these people would have heard this and they would have listened to this. And I, I even think of, of Matthew as a tax collector who's 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 thinking about someone who who thinks about money on a day to day basis, who's writing this as well. And he writes this because he thinks about this and he thinks he sees this and and he's wanting to equate what he does on a weekly basis to what people how they how they can understand and relate to this. And so here's what 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 Jesus is coming to say. There's a value to you. There's a value to who we are and what we do and everything that we what we're about. Um, there's a valuable. And and when when when. When there's when we came into this earth, Jesus gave us or, or God gave us. He gave us his son. He gave us his life. He gave us our life. We have air to breathe. We have righteousness. We have compassion. We have we have everything that we can ever get through the power of God. And so when God says you are the salt of the earth, he's saying there's. There's so much value to you that you don't even know about. There's so much value that you even, you even think about. Salt of the, uh, of the earth. I mean, what people would use, even um, when growing crops, they would, they would mix the salts into the soil of the earth because it would create a fertilizer. 
And it, it, it was a valuable thing that would grow and produce things. You are, and, and when Jesus is saying you're the salt of the earth, you're literally the component that is going to cause growth to happen in the soil. You're the thing that's going to change things around. You're the catalyst for something that is about to produce growth. And I believe upon that on every single one of you that guys are here. And everything that you do and every workplace that you go to, you're the components that is going to change and bring a catalyst for growth in the city. I, I think about this church and I think of everything that we do, that, that we're the component of, of that's going to change and, and change these neighborhoods all around us and change places of, of death and places of, 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 of just malnourishment and places of persecution and, and places of, of hurt and wounded people. We're the component that's going to change everything. And, and saw is not just meant to stay by itself. It's valuable. But the beautiful thing about saw is that saw is always better. Um, if you ever taste salt by itself, has anybody ever t- tasted like a spoon- spoonful of salt? It tastes nasty. Doesn't taste good. You wouldn't do it. If you if you if you if you got a, a thing of water, um, you, you know, and, and, you know, put a bunch of salt in it or if you ever went to the beach and um, you drank some water in there. I remember a few years ago, my wife and I, we got to go to the Dead Sea. And and the first thing they tell you to do is make sure you don't have any kind of uh, wounds or open wounds on you, on your body. And, and uh, because it has rich salt deposits is actually the lowest point in the entire earth. And because of the rich salt deposits of the Dead Sea, you actually float because of the, the, the intensity of the salt. And the first thing they tell you to do, make sure you don't have any wounds on you. Make sure you when you go in, you don't go in head first with your mouth open, you know, because you're just going to consume all this salt on you. And I get in there and, and honestly, you're not even supposed to stay in there that long. It's just kind of like a thing that you do. You just, you know, say, oh, I went to the Dead Sea. You know, and my wife goes in and she goes in head first and 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 op- with her mouth all open and her in her. I guess her eyes are open. She's like, oh, my God, I'm like, babe, this is exactly what they told you not to do. Um, it, it's, you know, salt by itself. It's it with too much salt it would, by itself. It's it, it can it's not meant to be by itself. We can't just be salt. And just being here confined into our church and confined into our, our Bible study by ourselves, we are made to be complements of something else. Salt tastes good when it's added into other ingredients. Salt tastes good when it's added into other things like our steak or our meats or our chips or whatever we add salt to. Salt tastes good with that. But it's not made to be the only thing that's in there. And so as we're part of the world we're not meant to necessarily be so separate that that we're over here and they're over there. No, we're, we're meant to engage. And like I said, we're the component that changes everything. We're the catalyst that changes everything. We're the thing, you know, when you have a, a meal, have you ever had a meal that you've added too much salt to? Mm-hmm. You had a, everybody's had. I remember growing up and, and I never understood that. You know, I would see people add more salt and I would see my mom or someone at a table. You're adding more salt to something, um, you know, or you add some more pepper like any, it's missing this. And over time, I, I was like, no, like, man, it just tastes fine. But what I've learned 
over time. I think that's that that I think you learn as you grow up. You 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 became you become more aware of the senses of what something tastes like and what it's supposed to taste like. That you want to put more of something or less of something or know when something is not supposed to be like that. And so become your your taste buds begin to adjust over time and change. And so with us, I think that's the same way. I think over time we understand that a, a, a situation maybe needs a little bit more of this or more of that or more of God's power, more of God's love, more of God's. And, and, and you look into a situation. And right now, when, if you're younger in the faith um, or at whatever stage in the faith you're at, maybe you look at a situation and you're like, oh, okay, well, it looks, it looks fine. But then the more mature, the more we're able to discern things in our life. And we're able to say, you know what? No, God, I, I need more of this right now in this season. I need more of this for this moment. It's valuable when combined with something else. And so I want to talk about three different things that salt does. And I think, I think these are things you can write down. I didn't invent these things. Other people have said these things. I've heard plenty of sermons on salt and, and this application. So um, I'm definitely not the first person who will tell you this. But these are three things that are applicable for today. One, salt purifies. I remember growing up and um, I remember if, if I ever busted my lip um, or ever had like a cut or bit on my tongue, I remember my grandmother, she would, uh, she would get a cup of water and she'd put some salt and she'd be like, Enjuagate la boca, you know, con, you know with, the, with the salt water because it would, it would purify the, 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 the cut or, or, or something that was in my mouth or something that wasn't. I mean, anybody can relate to that. You know, you, 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 you would take salt water, um, you know, people would say before people would do is, is, is if you got a wound and you didn't have anything else, I mean, hey, uh, um, you'd put some um, salt water on it. It would burn. It wouldn't be good. But what, what does it do? It cleanses, um, you know, some of the same components um, in like hydrogen peroxide and, and are, are from salt and, and, and these are, and this is what salt does. It purifies things. I mean, if there's, there's a, there's a purity in it. And I think this applies so much to even ourselves is that when we come into a situation, whatever God, when God is saying, uh, you are the salt of the earth, Jesus is literally saying is that you're the thing that's going to purify and change things around. You're the one you're the ones that are, are, are going to bring light into a dark situation. We're not salt just to be over here. We're not light just to hang around with light. We're, we're salt to be able to bring purity and we're light to bring darkness to a situation. Salt comes into a situation and, 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 and whatever degree amount that you have, it's able to cleanse wounds. And I feel that's exactly what the church should be. We should be a church of people that will, that will cleanse the wounds of people, the hurting, the hopeless, victims, people that have been through some stuff. We take some people, whether it's, whether it's people that have been in, in the worst situations. I mean, you, you think of families that have been separated. You think about families that, that have, have been through chaos. Or you, you, you think of families that, that where there's a child that has been abused or molested or raped. And you take the worst case scenarios of people all across the world today. I mean, you, you think of people that have lost loved ones because of murder or a suicide in the family. And you think of every single type of, of, of 
of situation or where there's a, an infirmity in, over a family or a family that has no way of providing themselves because the father has passed away. And you think of situations and even across the world um, today where people are hopeless in many, sen- in many ways. How can the church come in together and, and we bring purity and God's love and, and really restore? Because when we come in for, to clean a wound, we're there to restore what was brought back together. You think of a wound. You want to close up the gap. And I think that's exactly who we're supposed to be, is to be people that bring back together the wounds of what, what, it, what is hurting, what is bleeding. And I think about us and I think of who we are and everything that we do as a church is everyone that we encounter and everyone we talk to. Let us be people that will find people that and we're able to cleanse the wounds and clean and and help people out. Salt also, number two, is salt preserves. It's used as a preservative. It, 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 uh, there's a there's a there's a preservative factor um that that comes with salt salt is not just something that that is used i mean you you look at so much um food in the world you didn't see much um items in the world they would add and, and especially in the ancient world when you didn't have for refrigeration like what we do today imagine this what it really meant to people like this for us um, we put too much salt. We're like, okay, well, let's not do it there. But for them, in order for for something to sustain itself or or a meat to last several days um, beyond, because I mean, obviously there was no refrigeration. Obviously there's no way to keep it cold um, like we do. So in order to, you know, you kill an animal. Hey, you eat that day. But if you want to keep that an, an extra little bit more shelf life, what would you do? You would add some salt. And it's a preservative. It, it takes things that that, and even to this day, that's that's how some preservatives are made, and um, because of salt. And I think about us. It's like that. That I feel that where God has come, come and said, you know, I, I'm I'm not here to condemn the world, but I'm here to save it. I feel that we're we're that we're that preservation. We're that person that comes in and stands in the gap and preserves from condemnation. I feel that we're the ones that are saving the world from expiration dates. I feel like there's an expiration date coming for people and there's some people on the verge of death and, and expiring for life. But we're the ones that are going to come in and, and, and be able to literally stop uh, expiration dates in people. I mean, we're not going to keep them from living or dying forever, we're, but we're going to keep them from, from the harm sometimes of what they, they're supposed to be expecting. There's some people that are in bondage or in sickness or in addiction that we come in and we can change everything up. And finally, number three is that salt brings flavor. And I think that's where that's where I want to rest here in this this final moment here. And I I feel like that's where I I see what God is doing here. And and I look at it. Um, I, I feel that that's who we are. I feel like that God has called us to bring flavor to this world. This world is not something that that we're just supposed to live apart from it. And we're just supposed to be, okay, Christians over here and everyone who is not over here. But we are with people where they're at in our workplaces. Everybody has a job. Everybody goes to school. Everybody that, that, that lives in a neighborhood. We're not just meant to just, hey, okay, we hang out over here. You hang out over there. And that's it. We come in and we come into the situation and we literally bring a flavor. 
there's a flavor that no one else can can give and and I feel like the flavor that we have and what we hold is the best. So when God says here, and we'll go back to the verse, it says, it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Jesus poses this question because for them, they don't, these people might not understand what that idea is, but what happens with salt is, is chemically, it, 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 I mean, salt can last for years and years and years on the shelf. You can have it in your house for years and it would still taste good. It would still be able to be used. But the very thing that will, will keep salt from, from having its flavor, it's its environment and its surroundings. And it causes it to lose its flavor through that. You take salt in itself and you, and you, and you put it around things that are not, that are not helpful it's going to lose. And so Jesus is saying you, you're valuable, but don't forget that your value, as, as long as you, you, you're, you, you have your flavor, don't get this wrong, don't get it twisted here, but, but not because you don't have a flavor, that means you're not valuable anymore. But God says, man, you're most valuable. If, if, if you preserve who you are and, and what you are as a component that's going to change and the catalyst that's going to change in the environment, you're going to be valuable to me. But Jesus also gives this firm, firm warning is if you allow yourself to not produce the flavor anymore, then you're just not good. You're just not good. He says, no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Jesus is literally proposing this this two case scenario. One, man, you're the salt of the earth, but 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 you know, and 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 we just went over all these different reasons why we have salt. But then on the other end, Jesus is also sharing. But if the salt loses its flavor, then 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 you have lost so much more. And there's there's a this devaluing of you, and and I want you to understand that. And there's people here that we're going to encounter, and we're going to see that that it's important for them to know that they have the value. But if they continue devaluing themselves and us as ourselves, we don't value ourselves of who we can be in the earth. Then we're just going to be like everyone else. And so tonight, I, I want to pray that, that we could be a people and a body and a church that understands who we are in, in the city, who we are on earth, that we are a component that literally can change everything. You put us into a situation. I, I think of situations like like what is happening in the world today or happening in the city? Is it possible, you know, in our school systems that we could come in as a church and, and provide answers when there's no answers? And when, when the city officials need an answer, where can we come up with an answer? When people in other parts of the world need an answer for something, where, where businesses or, or local, um, local police department or fire department need an answer for something, can we be the component that changes everything? Is that us today? I want to pray and then we'll discuss. Father God, right now,
God, I ask of you, Lord, that you just, God, you just let this word permeate in us, Lord, for a few moments. God, we ask right now that you just, God, we just want to bring the flavor into the world that, God, we, we don't even know if it, sometimes they deserve, but God, we want to be that person that comes in. God, whether they deserve it or not, God, we want to be that person that just loves on people and changes that component, that catalyst that changes everything about a situation. Lord, we come in, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that, that you use us to bring flavor, to bring influence, to preserve and to purify, God. God, to mend the wounds and mend the brokenhearted and to heal, God. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.